0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So let me ask you, uh, since we spoke last, um, what's been different or has there been anything different
1: Different.
2: I don't think different because we were talking a lot about specific instances with alcohol, um, mm-hmm. and we haven't drank in the last week at <laughs> all. <almost. laughs>
0: okay, so the fact that you haven't drank, uh, what what's the ripple from from that? Uh, ha- have the energy in the relationship different? Things good, bad, boring? Like
2: everything's been really great. Um, it was really interesting. Some of the thoughts you brought up, just how we could tackle. Just regular life situations in a different way and in a more positive way off the bat. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Um, things have been good in the last week, so no conflict. Um, what, what, what do you guys want to work on individually? So let's, Brandon, start with you.
2: Sure. Um, I think I would still like to, you know, obviously when we get together with friends or family, we. We'll have a drink or two, but I would like to work on owning my own, I don't know if it's a, if it's necessarily a trigger, but my the fear I get around alcohol when I start to feel unsafe, even though it's unrelated
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and being better at communicating that. Um, I feel like I've tended to be a little passive when I first bring it up. So just yeah. being honest and real, like I'm just starting to feel this way.
0: Have you, um, um, do you go to Al-Anon or have you been to any of those Al-Anon meetings?
2: I was going to a codependency group. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: But the same like 12 step format.
2: Yeah. T- same thing. It was just through the local church. Um, I think I went for two or three years that helped immensely.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but I think when I was going to that, it was in the middle of whether I should stay or leave in mm-hmm. that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, um, ended up leaving for my benefit moving a ways away from where that group met and then the healing kind of continued through like my one-on-one therapist here in Pittsburgh but I'm gonna be honest I think it's been a while since I've let someone into my life and Mm -hmm. in those instances where you're hanging out or like we chatted last week on vacation having a beer on the beach those are new experiences for me so it's made me realize like there's still healing to go through and how do I tackle that? And
0: what experience do you need to give yourself and body with alcohol being around you where um, it, it slowly won't be as activating. Do you know what I'm saying? What do you need? Yeah.
2: I think because I need to, asking,
0: you're not asking Tanner to like completely not drink ever. That's not what you're doing. No, That's how-
2: no. I mean, I like to have like glasses of wine and drinks and things. We go out yeah. for cocktails, but I think I need to start building up happier, positive memories around events like that. And um, it's almost kind of like I cause an argument off the bat the way I first bring it up. So mm. sometimes, yeah. even when I think of like the beach vacation, when he was just having a few beers, we're on our last day of vacation too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we argued over it. So it doesn't feel like a good experience. And right. so,
0: Wait, how did you bring that up?
2: up? I I think we were sitting at dinner and I was like, oh, you're drunk? Oh,
0: like (laughs) the tone, like the subtle tone. Yeah, it
2: was the tone. And then we got to a place where I was like, I just, like I was trying to explain, like my head just goes into life or death. Like I start freaking out and it's not you, it's me. And I know that, but I don't know what to do. And, but by the time we get there, he's already irritated and it's just. (laughs)
1: and that's what I want to work on is like when I'm in the moment being better in the moment, not adding fuel to the fire, right. trying to step out of my feelings and like into her shoes, you know, cause when I, when I do that after the fact, I'm like, Oh yeah, this makes total sense. Like yeah. of course she feels like that around alcohol. Like anybody would, I would. Um, so, so yeah, I, you, you, know, you I don't know how to practice that either do I go and get you know? I mean I'll tell you, and it's
0: not like some 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 like uh you know magical thing that uh, no one knows um I mean it's all about putting reps in um I can mm-hmm. be very reactive as well, and for me, one of the things I'm working on um I actually posted it today as one of my uh priorities for two thousand twenty four um always no matter what take a beat before my response, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. If I'm talking to the barista or I'm talking to my partner, um I can be reactive. I I'm an Aries, I, I jump to anger. I, you know, the the whole knee jerk default um of who I used to be kicks in very fast, especially if I'm activated, right? Um or I may not be a dick, but I could be very logical. So then I turn into a lawyer and I get very strategic, right? And it's like, what? I'm not doing anything wrong, but let me prove my you know, so just take a beat. And it's like, she said oh. something. I feel kind of activated. Just take a beat and then, and then respond, you know, and that response, I get, I get, you know, and it, it may still be a response like you may still be annoyed or whatever, but it's going to be like exponentially um, calmer and it's not going to be a reaction. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. yeah. So I
0: think that's the practice for both of you. I mean, it's not just you. If both yeah. of you can pro can promise, um, whatever we're talking about, let me just take a beat, put an emotional speed bump there and then express um, it would change everything. And then it feeds into each other. So like if her tone was a little different, like if she was like, Oh, you're drunk. That's very different than, Oh shit, you're drunk. You know, like that subtle tone. And Mm -hmm. if she put a beat and then, you know, was, was a little, you know, more neutral about it, then it wouldn't activate you as much. And then on top of that, if you put a beat and then, and then you're like, oh, I know where this is coming from. She's not accusing me, but this is hard for her because of her story. There's no problem. It's all love. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think it's the practice of getting there. So it's like going to the gym. You know, it's not just doing, doing it once and hoping to see abs. Uh, I think it's like, okay, this is now our agreement on how we're going to engage with e- each other. We, we are both going to be responsible and put a beat before we re- respond
3: yeah
0: it's a game changer I, it's a game changer yeah I,
2: I think i i too like before i even mention anything i let it fester for a little bit like
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know
2: it's not that easy to tell when someone's had a drink or two and he's a good funny guy so it's like nothing bad ever happened he's just fun and drunk he's having a few beers or whatever but um
0: so, when you wait, so when you let it fester, what happens is um, now you're going to come in loaded because you've been letting it build up, right? So, there's this pulling yeah. um, back of the slingshot, basically.
2: Right, right. And, and then it comes then out with
0: that. And it's like, boom, it's like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. So, with that, what up- would your responsibility be to do what? What's the to I do?
2: Like, well, because I, I need to speak up sooner. And then that it comes out of a place of fear, too, because. Mm-hmm. In a part of my story, if I did stand up for myself, I would just get hurt down. But like, I wasn't given the place to have uh, an opinion or an emotion or a a place to have feelings. You know, whether it was right or wrong. Like, I don't think people's feelings are right or wrong ever. It's just how someone feels, and you could make someone feel some way on accident. Yeah. But in the situation I was in, it my feelings were never real. So. Mm-hmm it comes like, that's another place of fear that I, I don't, I get nervous to say anything because yeah. I, I don't know if it's, if it would be worth it, I guess.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah of and
2: course. then I wait too long. and then so, it,
0: uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: I should say I wait too long and it like almost boils over. It gets to that life or death moment where I'm like, Oh, I have to say something or else it's just going to get bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. And Brianna, I want to say uh, what, you're, what you're, what you're talking about is very common. Um, most of us uh, did not grow up in spaces where we were allowed to express ourselves um, or um, how we felt or if we were hurt. Um, And if we were, it was met uh, not with two hands, but sometimes, you know, um, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe physical abuse, maybe slamming of a door, you know, whatever. Right. So um, you may not feel safe still as an an adult. And and I think that's fair. Uh, Tanner, what do you think about that and that part of her story, what she struggles
1: with? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally feel for her and I can, again, I can put myself in her shoes and and understand her, her stance. You know, again, going back to kind of what I wish I would be better at is in the moment, you know, instead of telling her, hey, I'm not your ex, you know, because yeah. <laughs> that certainly doesn't help yeah. any. <laughs>
2: you know, you're just, definitely not it <laughs> yeah,
1: right but I mean I don't you know that's that's also a jab at you where where sure. if I did take that beat okay we've been here I understand her situation all she wants is a. all she needs is a hug yeah give it to her
0: and, and, like, hey, I, hey, but listen it, it is hard to execute that um I I, I was uh, dating this, this woman for about six months and, um, you know, she had trauma in her life and, and, and she can sometimes be reactive. We got to this big fight and she told me that, listen, if I ever get very emotional or angry, I want you to just come and hug me. Right. So she gave me instruction early on and we got to this big fight and she's sitting on the couch and I'm sitting two feet away from her. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I told you when you're when I'm angry, like, come hug me. But she's saying it like this, and I was like, "I, I want to," but <laughs> how do you hug yeah.
1: like <laughs> at you? It's so it was so hard. And um, oh my my, I can totally <laughs> relate to that. I mean, even like the last time we were talking about just uh, you know arguing about being on the shit or too long. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. When we were going out the door and into the car, where it was like a silent car ride for the first half of the car ride. I was like, just apologize. Just apologize. Say you're sorry. Right. right. Like and in I, your
0: head, you're saying to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying that to myself.
1: Yeah. And I didn't. And then yeah. she asked me to apologize. And then, you know. Here, yeah.
0: Yeah. But well, 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 that's exactly the thing is when some – because I, I, I knew because she gave me instruction months before that if she's activated, come hold her and it'll melt her and it's all good. But her demanding and saying, what the fuck are you doing? Get over here and hug me. <laughs> like, well i'm not gonna hug you now you're like commanding me to hug you and so uh, which is you know, what i'm talking about is exaggerated but that's kind of what happened with you guys is um her, give me an apology and you're saying well if you're gonna demand it i don't feel like giving you an apology right you right know? and and then you know we talked about this last week brianna it's not so much the apology that meant something for you right like what was and, and just remind me or all all of us again what was underneath the apology meaning why did you want him to apologize so bad because it wasn't really the apology it I meant- think
2: it, it It. sorry go ahead
0: yeah no it meant something Go ahead.
2: yeah I think it was just more um coming back to common ground like we were running out the door and it made me feel comfortable again not like like I kind of felt scolded a little bit, I guess. And then I felt really uncomfortable and I wanted to feel comfortable. And so I was looking to him for just like a, to breathe. I like, got yeah. like a deep
3: breath. Yes. I guess. Um, you were looking
0: for him to relieve your anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's why, because then if, because if he said, I'm sorry, there's a, Oh, okay. You know, and then all the things tied to that. Okay. He's not going anywhere or whatever, whatever fears you have. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of this with couples is uh, learning to self-suit. Mm-hmm. So for you, if you are needing things like an apology or why didn't you text me back? It's been 24 seconds or, you know, whatever it is that you need. Um, it, it's, I'm exaggerating, but it, it's going to be yes. something that you, again, the beat and ask yourself, okay, yeah. why am I asking for an apology? Can I just self-suit? He, he's in the car with me, he's not going anywhere. This doesn't mean the relationship is over. It doesn't mean he's cheating on me. It doesn't mean he loves me less. It doesn't mean that I'm less sexy, like whatever. Oh, it's my stuff. I need, I have anxiety. I need someone to kind of like um, make me feel okay. Uh, the question for you, and this is part of your growth is, can you start practicing making yourself yeah. be okay? Does that make <laughs> sense?
2: Absolutely. So yeah. you
1: you say that in like immediately in my head, I go, oh, no, 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 no. I want to be the one to take her anxiety away. <laughs> that, that's called consistency. <laughs> that's- yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That was True. like me saying I want to take my ex's addictions away. And so
3: yeah,
0: yeah, uh, uh, and, and many feel this way. I, I could re- relate to you, too. Uh, why? why? What do you get from taking her anxiety away? What? Because then you get to wear the cape or why do you want to do that?
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I definitely want to make her feel better. But um, when you said wear the cape, I think you hit it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even realize it. To save, yeah. to fix, to. Yeah. Hey, come to me. I've got the answers. Right. I've got the solutions. Yeah. Right.
0: And, uh, you know, with relationships, uh, many go there, uh, generalization, but most men go there trying to fix things. I got answers. Um, and a lot of times it's not about that. It's just about being there, um, with no answers, but holding space. And here, here's how I would look at it, which would help me. If I, if I put on my cape and, and, and quote unquote, save her, um, I'm stripping her chance to grow. So her, her self-soothing herself, which is, it's yeah. going to be a practice like anything else, and her getting used to that. You're taking that away by saying, "Here, let me fix this for you," or whatever. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, sure. it doesn't
0: mean that you're you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to apologize then because I'm taking something. You you, you need to, you, you need to sit with that and be okay with me not <laughs> apologizing. It, it's not it's not that, um, but if she is demanding an apology, being curious and really transparent, like, Hey, we're, I have no problem apologizing, but you know, you're, you're asking for this, where, how are you feeling? Where's that coming from? You know? And then you kind of sitting with that and saying, Oh, it's coming from these places. I have a lot of anxiety. Um, I need to, I, I need, it's my responsibility. I can self-soothe this. I know you're not going anywhere. And I think Tanner, you can support, you could champion, you can yeah. hold her, you can do all these things, but um, try not to rescue her. Try not to save her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm
1: Point. That's where I go a lot is I think the relationship's going to end.
2: I was just going to say, I was just going to say, not to pivot, but I actually feel like I have a good solid ground. Like, I've never felt more confident that no matter what little tiff we get into, like, we'll work it out and it will be okay. But I'll say on the opposite end, if you don't mind, when mm-hmm. we get into small arguments, oftentimes I feel like you do have a longer repercussion of feeling yeah. like weighted down by it. And then getting very emotional and worried that some, like you always say, I don't want to screw this up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I've had a couple Wait, of relationships.
0: You know, let me just... Uh... Dude, that's such a, that's such a powerful, it's such a powerful, like loaded sentence. Um, I don't want to screw this up. It kind of makes me sad because, you know, in that sentence, it tells me how much pressure you put on yourself. The weight that you carry. Say that again. The weight that you carry. So when, when I hear, I don't want to screw this up, um, it makes me feel like you're carrying a lot of weight. Uh, like you're putting a lot of yeah. pressure on yourself to make this work.
1: Yeah, i yeah, I definitely do. Uh I mean, I love her. Yeah. You
3: know, yeah. <laughs>
1: any reason. Um but I've also had a couple relationships in the past where where the the carp has just been pulled out from under me. And I'm sitting there like going, "Oh shit, what could I have done better?" Instead of, well, hey, the relationship expired. (laughs) Like you say,
0: well, that tells me that you um, probably still hold a lot of blame from previous relationships, or or Mm -hmm. maybe you're blaming yourself a lot. I don't don't know. Um, If if not, then um, because of those relationships, you're trying to be extra in this one.
3: Hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think I carry the
1: blame. I don't yeah. think I'm. I don't think I'm extra. Huh? You think I'm extra? <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're better than
1: anyone else that has <laughs> <it's definitely laughs>
0: which feels extra. So. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I carry. I think. the blame. Blame. So like, uh, uh, blame past residue from previous relationships, right? So, blaming yourself
1: for what? Yeah, for the relationship not working. Mm-hmm. For, I guess, well, when it comes down to it not being the guy that that the other person wanted Mm. right Right. how does that tie to this relationship well because those relationships again it was like like one one of them we literally had an like our first fight and then she like skipped town (laughs) so uh that's like yeah tra- so what's that that's like traumatic yeah that one sucked yeah <laughs> but so, so it, with it didn't I mean, let me to her so it was
0: that one how did you internalize that so for one fight she bounced you're probably like what and yeah did that?
1: or did you yeah i mean i was a lot of i should have gave her given her space to speak mm-hmm. up if she mm-hmm. feel in a certain way um I should have done x, y, and Z better, yeah a lot of the I should have done this, I should have done that, yeah um but, what do you what do you think about someone who, after one fight, bounces yeah, that's I was going to say in the same breath, then I flipped the script, and I like want nothing to do with that person, you know. Well,
3: yeah,
0: but also uh, the person might have left because she doesn't have tools. Maybe she was—it um, was this was too much. She she didn't have capacity. Like you know, whatever the reason, um, I don't I don't think you know all the shoulds that you you said. I don't know if that would have prevented her from leaving. You guys would yeah. have fought again eventually. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So it seems like you carry a lot of I don't want to fuck this up. Um, just a heavy burden of not. Uh, the fear that this one, the fear that she may bounce, the fear that this may not work out, you know? I'm
1: also divorced. So it mm-hmm. comes from, from that as well. Uh, in what way? How does divorce affect this? Uh, again, just like I label them as failed relationships.
3: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I should
1: view them as expired relationships. Yeah. Um,
0: I wonder if you have to kind of forgive yourself or whether it's divorce or other relationships, it, I feel like you've been really hard on you.
1: So I, you're right. But I, ha- <laughs> I also have to tap myself on the back as I have come a long way. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've been in therapy on and off for, since my divorce, so mm-hmm. almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And each time I would start therapy back up, the line, my, the line I would use is, nobody hates me more than me. Mm. But, like, I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Like, I I love me. <laughs> but yeah. So, that that's cool. Yeah. It, it also, I, it, I'm still it, very, very part of myself. This time. I'm sorry, I was stepping on it's you. Really what what are you
0: myself saying? is what's also going to be different this time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a very big deal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When. Sorry, we, I was gonna say when we were in the book club the first most attractive thing I've noticed about you other than you're handsome was that we I forget what exercise it was but um it was either describing like your your values you see within yourself and you said the first thing you said was I'm a high value man Mm -hmm. and you saying that to me was like nice yeah. In.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 when you guys uh started doing the book club did you guys um have initial attraction to each other like was it obvious were other people being like oh my god these guys are spreading or, or was it like not till the very end
2: what so one of my really good co-workers was in the book club and she noticed because she knows <laughs> yeah.
3: me. yeah
2: um i think outside of that I don't think it was maybe I don't know. I, when people noticed we were dating after it ended, most were like, "What?" Our group <laughs> yeah. still gets together. Actually, we we nice. just did like a, an, escape an escape room, room in yeah. Pittsburgh, and oh, yeah,
0: so. so so beautiful. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what's you know what's interesting about you guys? Uh, you guys are what what about how many months or, or a year?
2: Uh, six months.
0: Okay, six months. Uh,
2: Seven eight. almost. Yeah. And and,
0: So, I mean, this is new, right? Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. And I mean, this is the, I love this time. You know, you guys are just exploring each other and it's like dopamine and it's, you know, um, it's that whole under the bleachers thing, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, here's the truth. And I hate to be like a a Debbie the downer, but it's also kind of what's getting in the way. I think you guys really want this. I think you guys, I mean, I could tell that you guys are, you know, head over heels for each other. Um, There's also a chance this may not work out. Right. So I'm saying that for you guys to uh, look at the monster and realize it's not a monster, because mm-hmm. if you don't look at that and if you if you just keep believing in, oh, you know, happily ever after and this has to work out and, and, and I'm different this time and this is amazing. I don't want to lose this. The pressure that this relationship that's only been six months, it's it's just a lot of pressure, you know, and then it's of fun and presence and getting to know each other. Um, there's going to be differences. You guys are going to, of course, have fights and things are going. You guys are going to activate each other. Um, I, I would not look at this as like this has to be the one kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just so much pressure on each other in the relationship. It's six months in. Take it a, a day at a time, and you guys are still learning so much about each other. Yeah.
1: I always struggle with in whatever it is is the how. Like, how do I actually put that into practice? How do I not think about the elephant in the room? You know, when it's standing right there. Or it's a bad example. Like, there's no elephants in the room. We talk about everything, but like
2: fearing how, the worst. Yeah, yeah.
1: How do I not fear that? How do I switch my my pat My you know my thinking pathways or whatever you want to call it to. To where I don't worry about that. I think, I think being aware of when you feel fear or panic that
0: this may not be it forever, or that you did something wrong, um, calming yourself down, tucking yourself off the ledge, mm-hmm. uh, the radical acceptance that nothing is promised, nothing's forever. you know what I'm talking about like, and then yeah. and, and also being super grateful and appreciative and feeling so lucky and 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 happy that that you have this and and the, yeah. and that you guys are building something, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, it's, it's not an on and off switch. Yeah. It if, if doesn't sense. Unfortunately, I wish sure. you would. Yeah. Sure.
2: I've actually never had you heard you talk about the argument situation with leaving and it makes more sense hearing it with how you are feeling like a day after we have a disagreement or something. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you guys have a lot more than you think you do. So so what I'm, what I'm saying is a lot of times um you know people talk things to to death or they make issues bigger than they really are and fr- from from what I see um the biggest issue is is that <laughs> the biggest issue here is the pressure for this to be forever the biggest mm-hmm. issue here is for you being scared that like this is not going to work out when there actually is there's no problems and these fights that you guys are having are, are just normal Every day, kind of fights. You guys are very also aware of what's activating you. Um, if you do explode, you come back, you apologize. Like so, the repairs really good. You know, there's rupture, there's repair. Um, there's nothing in this where I'm like, oh, there's 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 some big problems here. People aren't taking ownership. People aren't being de- you know people are being defensive. None none of that is happening. The, the biggest problem is both of you guys being afraid that it, it's not going to be forever.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, and that's not that actually is not a problem because. The truth is it may not be forever or it may, I don't know, but there's no reason to um, take a black light to that.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. I think too, I don't know if this makes sense where my head went, but when I ended my engagement um, with my ex a few years back, I convinced myself um, like how, like, how could I get to a place where I want to spend the rest of my life with someone for it to get so bad like it did, like the complete mm-hmm. opposite mm-hmm. and f- but still feel so passionately that we would figure it out, like how could I ever get there again like to me marriage once in a lifetime feeling saying yes to someone and now I meet him, we get engaged and I feel that tenfold and it's scary t- to yeah. me almost because I went through a long period of Like, Oh, I don't, I don't deserve to get married. Like my parents have gone through divorces and I remember I would always just be like, I don't, um, I don't want to go through what they went through. And I almost did. So I just shouldn't, I just shouldn't bother. Like, I just shouldn't go through that again. And here we are like wedding planning and it's so Mm -hmm. exciting. And then I have that, like, Oh, you don't deserve this. And this Mm -hmm. is hypocritical of who i thought of myself as i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm
1: -hmm. i have a theory (laughs) yeah we're both collegiate athletes (laughs) i think all athletes have imposter syndrome (laughs) (laughs) yeah what
0: what would be how would that uh so explain how that would um that that affects you guys or what what does that have to do with the relationship and how's it
1: well like she was just saying she doesn't think that she deserves oh, a relationship it. like this. And to a certain degree like I can I can relate to that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah we go, or,
3: or or both,
0: guys, both of you it's like both of you guys won the lottery and you can't believe it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
0: <laughs> sure. You're exactly right. If you don't believe it, You're like so scared it's going to be over. Instead of like just go spend the fucking money. Like go <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah on- we'll
0: do some shit. It's like yeah. oh my god, we won the yeah. lottery. Let's lock the house. What if people know? It's like all you know, all the, the, the yeah. Um Yeah, you know, you not feeling that you deserve this um is valid and that's something that I think you should um work through, you know, with the therapist and um how that's tied to worth and you know all of that. Um But you know, I was going to suggest, what if the engagement wasn't so lined with promise and happily ever after? What if the engagement is a celebration
3: mm-hmm.
0: of how you guys met, how magical it is, and everything up until now, like you guys are celebrating the first six months of your relationship that's it. engagement isn't. A, a promise, uh, forever. Oh my God, I'm married. Like, like all the stuff that you know society puts on engagement and and the whole happily ever after, which I, you know, I I, I think it can be damaging, right? Yeah, so yeah. you guys are engaged. you and that engagement is a celebration and ceremony of how far you have you guys have come and what you have built till now.
3: I, I like that. Love yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's yeah. the other. Thing.
0: No one that's Just earned. Try. No one can take that away. That's already earned. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it, it it doesn't. When when you say, "Okay, we're engaged now." Oh my God, we can't fuck this up. We you know <laughs> we marriage, and then we're married. Okay, you know every year that goes by, that means we really have to stay together. It's like your engagement is earned, and you guys have already earned that because of the six months of rupture repair and everything you have been through. Um, and this is it. And 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 then. This is, you know, then you guys get married and then you guys celebrate that. And then you celebrate, you know, like every anniversary you celebrate, you know, that year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the way to do it is to slow things down and be really mindful and not like future trip. Mm -hmm. The whole what if, what if she leaves me? What if this doesn't work out? What if Mm -hmm. one wants kids and the other one does? Like all that stuff. Mm -hmm.
2: I love that. I was actually reading, this is so random, but kind of applicable. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all, about the happenstance uh, theory, but it's for career counseling. And it Mm -hmm. was like how our society kind of tells us since we're little, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Then you got to go to college and pick your degree and then you got to be that for the rest of your life. But the happenstance theory challenges that and is like, well, you have to learn to pivot, and you could like have plans, would be flexible, and life changes. Your interests change, and it's almost happenstance for relationships, I guess. No, like and, uh, you celebrate yeah. the present. You can have like an idea of what you might want to do, but things happen, and and you. <laughs> our dogs are having a zoomy attack. Oh, hey, hey, over.
3: Um,
2: have to pivot and change.
3: Yes.
0: You
2: know, whatever yes. your plans might have been.
0: I, I love that. So instead of happily ever after, it's happenstance.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. happily ever happenstance right now.
0: <laughs> the, the, the happily ever after is, I think, you know. Yeah. So, like, you know, and we have to get going. But that's that's the prescription, man. Is um, you guys are. You you guys are so scared that this is not going to work that that's becoming the thing that wor- doesn't work. Like that's the elephant is that's. <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying like there's nothing but you guys are making something and that's yes. the thing that we're put up. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of your head and just love each other and enjoy it. Like, you know, you guys are and that's great. Then there's no big problems.
2: Yeah, except us getting in our own way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Yeah, I also see that uh, um, not only are you guys are really loving to each other, but I also see you guys kind of on this journey of. Um, I mean, this is why you guys did the workbook, right? You guys are on your own journey of things that you need to work on, um, wounds that need hearing, uh, healing, healing um, patterns that may be unhealthy your own fears, things that you believe you deserve, you don't like, that's all your own individual stuff. And so as, as long as you guys continue to work on that, um, you guys are bringing a lot to the table as individuals, growing unique individuals, and and it produces glue, and you guys are growing together. That's Yeah. What else could you ask for? That's
1: amazing. That's it. That's it.
2: It is really lovely.
1: I would have never done this with, like, any of my exes. <laughs> you know? yeah, I wouldn't have done it back.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well you mean publicly like what we're doing? Or you mean just in general a couple publicly of- and private, none of it. oh <laughs> just,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. I mean that's proof of change, man. That's proof of your openness, you know?
1: Uh, yeah. She plays a role in that too. It's like yeah. the comfortability. Sure. You know. Hey um, giant-
0: Well, I was just saying, I gotta get I have to get going uh for my next uh meeting, but um I just wanna say uh thank you guys for being a part of this um thank you, you know, this this uh episode of this session is um a lot of the couples um lots of heated you know infidelity lo- lots of real quote unquote problems and it it was so it's it's also refreshing to see a couple who um don't have any big problems but have legit you know distortions and and other things that are activating and and, and all that um but the fact that you guys Show up and want to work on this. That in itself, when there isn't anything really wrong, I mean, that's that's what I think everyone should be doing. You know, using couples therapy not as a last resort, but as kind of like we go to the gym. Let's just mm-hmm. check in once a month, or let's mm-hmm. go every other week because we're investing in our relationship, not because anything's wrong. You know.
2: Yeah. yeah. We like that.
0: That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm really proud of you guys, and um, thank you for setting that example
2: well thank you for your book club that,
1: yeah seriously thank you that's amazing what a great story we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're, we're, we're let me know when you guys are doing it. I'll, 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 I'll. all right well thank you so much and uh i will uh talk to you guys soon um email me uh,
3: let me know how things are you know in a few weeks or whatever yeah, yeah we definitely thanks, thanks so much all right be well See well um i uh how could you not love those two?
0: Wait, let me turn this off here uh what a beautiful story um if you if you don't know their story they they met doing um a book club for my workbook uh, single on purpose, and so um what <laughs> it's just so it's i mean I'm so humbled that they're doing my workbook. And the whole workbook is about being single on purpose. And then um, 31 days and on 30, day 32, they got together and, and they, they've, they've fallen in love. And six months in and, um, you know, really trying to take ownership and making uh, doing everything they can to make this work. And, uh, you know, not, nothing really, I think, is wrong other than their fear that something will be wrong. And then suddenly that's the thing that, you know, becomes the <laughs> the, the biggest problem and sometimes we just need to be reminded that things are good you know sometimes we just need to be reminded that we need to be in the present and um i love what she was saying about uh happenstance instead of uh i think that's what she said instead of happily ever after um we get into things and then we start thinking okay this has to be forever and you know what are we going to name our kids and what like, we just jump into the future so fast. And a part of that is because maybe we found something that is so good. We don't want to lose. And I get that, but by having that fear, we're going to end up losing the thing, you know? And, um, I think the prescription for them is to actually just enjoy what they have and don't think about the future, you know? Anyway, Thank you for listening. Um, If you want to watch these, they're all on my YouTube. They air there first, and then uh, you can catch them on my podcast. Be well.